Hey, it's Jay. I wanted to extend a special thanks to those of you who have listened and left reviews on iTunes for this podcast. Please leave a review if you haven't done so already. We sincerely appreciate it. We're producing this show independently, and unfortunately, that is not free. We have to pay for digital hosting space, software, equipment, websites, and travel out of our own pockets. But we'd love to keep this show going as long as possible. Please show your support for this podcast and give it life by making a donation to www.bigbuckregistry.com forward slash donate or pledge your support by visiting www.bigbuckregistry.com forward slash pledge. You can also find our app in our Apple App Store called Big Buck Deer Hunter 2015 and in the Google Play Store for Google and Android devices. Thanks for your support and enjoy the show. Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Deer Hunting Podcast, episode number 112. Girls with Guns, Jen O'Hara and Norissa Harmon, also of Universal Huntress TV. Big Buck Registry is a virtual museum of hunting stories. We preserve a piece of Americana by interviewing and recording hunters about their hunts and experiences from across the country. And who knows, maybe we'll learn a thing or two along the way that'll help us take our hunt to the next level. This is Jana Waller from Skullbound TV, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Podcast. Hey, this is Melissa Bachman of Winchester Deadly Passion on the Sportsman's Channel. You're listening to my favorite deer hunting podcast, Big Buck Registry's Deer Hunting Podcast. Hey, this is Tim Salerno with Salerno Brothers. Hi, this is Randy Salerno with Salerno Brothers. Get ready to listen to another great episode of the Big Buck Registry's Deer Hunting Podcast. Welcome to the show's Jay Scott, your host of the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Deer Hunting Podcast. I am also joined by Dusty Phillips, my good friend from Ohio. Dusty, what's chilling, man? Yo, yo, yo! What's happening, everybody? It's just uh, man, the weather here is getting getting in the conditions that I like to see. Jay, waking up to sixty degree mornings, big heavy dew on, about eighty degrees during the day. It's starting starting to look like fall, and, and really, it's not quite fall yet, but it's looking like it here. Right, it's starting to feel like it here as well. We're starting to see. Some uh, temperature changes. It's getting very humid during the day, but then I, which I hate, by the way. But it's starting to cool down at night, and it's got that stillness in the air that you often see in September with not a lot of windy. It's kind of like this very quiet, you know, calm before the storm kind of thing. It reminds me of early bow season in New Hampshire. So that's uh, you, you know it's coming. It's right here. It's it's we're less well, it's just a, just a matter of time from, from here on. You I know. know. If you're Jonesing. If you're Jonesing, your fix is coming soon. Absolutely. Real soon. Real soon. Yep. Hey, I just uh, want to let you know I've been doing some field testing with the uh, the Patriot camera from USA Trail Cams. No kidding. How's it going? It's going good. I did a little video shoot of me opening the box and showing what's in the box. Showed the camera and it's some interesting features about it. One of which is that it comes with a remote control and you get to use that remote control when you're trying to set up your shot so you can see what it's focusing on and that kind of thing it doesn't show you the pictures but at least you can uh, program everything just with the handy little remote that they give you in the box and 
I had never seen that before. And the other thing that I have not had yet, and I think you've had this, but I have not, is I actually can capture sound now. And it's kind of interesting. And I decided to set it up on my son's backyard wiffle ball field that we have because I figured I'd test it out by seeing what it could pick up. And I actually have some footage that I'm going to be sharing here pretty soon about a wiffle ball game that we played yesterday. Very nice. And I was amazed at what it picked up, the sound specifically. And it's picking up some stuff in the middle of the night, for example, and the, all I can hear is the peepers and the crickets, and it's just that outdoor sound that you just, I've never been able to capture that before. It's fascinating. Yeah, you, you, you can't really buy that sound. You can't buy that sound. That's, that's created in one auditorium, one auditorium only. Very cool. It is very cool. So I'll be playing some of that stuff here on the, the Big Buck Registry Facebook page and social media so you can see what it's all about. So that's kind of cool. Uh, hey, I, w- I wanted to check in on our uh, buck naming project here for Waylon Langford. And uh, I sent you the video. And I want to see uh, if you would be up for naming that buck and then calling Waylon to give him the news. Yeah, it was uh, no great easy task, but Jay, I can name a buck. Yes, you can. You're very good at it. So what what do you think? I'm calling that buck. The goalpost buck. Goalpost buck, it is. All right, let's get Whalen on the phone. Yeah, let's call him up. That buck, man, it's amazing. It's got really flat main beams and uprights, just like a goalpost. All either direction, front or from the rear, the G twos, threes, and fours all kind of line up. And that buck's got really flat main beams coming out of the skull, and it looks like a goalpost. Goalpost. It, it, it hit me as soon as I seen it, Jay. We oh, hope Whalen likes football. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's call Whalen. Uh, let's get Whalen. Hello. Hey, Whalen. Yes. It's Jay from the Big Buck Registry. How are you? Hi, Jay. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, brother. What's going on? <laughs> oh, not a lot. We're actually driving to pick up some uh, moving trucks, like I told you about. Nice. Nice. I have I have the uh, infamous Dusty Phillips on the other line with me. And How you doing, Waylon? Hey, Dusty. Good. How are you, sir? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Man, I'm excited to hear from y'all, I tell you. We're excited I, to talk I, to I you. Love the sh- I, I love the show, and I've downloaded every episode on my phone. And awesome. I, my wife gets mad at me because I have my earplugs in all the time, and I don't listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. we like to hear. Sometimes I put my yeah. my earphones in my my uh, ears too, and uh, nothing's playing. You know that way, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Now I don't do that. <laughs> so, well, it's not all the time, but sometimes you just got to shut down for a few minutes. Um, yes, sir. All right, so Waylon, I was able to send the video to Dusty, and he has digested the the mount, which is a phenomenal mount. Best mount I've ever seen. Oh, it's unbelievable. Well, thank you. And there's a, there's, thank you. There's, there's a whole lot going on there, Will, and it took me a little bit of studying and checking it out. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and I think that uh, you, you scored a great touchdown with that goal post buck. Oh, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm very blessed with that. Uh, it it, it, it was, it's meant the world to me, I tell you. Absolutely. Uh, that, that's a once-in-a-lifetime buck for me, and, and, and I know that. And I, I just thank thank our Lord every day that He He allowed me to take such an animal. You know, absolutely. Phenomenal. I come up with the, I come up with the name of Goalpost. Goalpost. Goalpost yeah. Buck. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I like it. I like it. Nice. But, uh, yeah. any, any, anyway, anyway, that buck turns, man. When it's got them flat main beams coming out. Yes. G two. Yeah. 
on, on every angle, front and back, his G2s and 3s, they all kind of line up, and they look like a goalpost on top of his head. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So that's, that's why I said I like it. you scored a touchdown with the goalpost <laughs> buck. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm sticking with, goalpost buck. Because, man, any way you look at that buck, it looks like it's got a goalpost on top of its head. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to tell my father that. Father that. <laughs> He's been calling me every day. Well, what'd they come up with? What'd they come up with? Nice. That's good. Cool. And, and Dusty, I'll be sending in that fifty nine ninety nine naming fee. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, man, that's a, that's a great pedestal, man. I guess. I seen that buck uh, when you first submitted it. Been a while back, mm-hmm. and man, seeing it on the turning pedestal, like real deal. Holy cow! Yeah. What is score? Uh, Two hundred four and five eight. Nice, very yeah, nice. Uh, you scored a touchdown there. I, I did, yeah. And, and you know, I knew it was special, and I knew I was going to be showing it off. And uh, when I mounted it, uh, I took a few weeks just to come up with something. You know, what can I do that was unique? You know, and I, I, I have seen. Uh, I saw a bobcat mounted that was spinning around and around like that. And I thought, you know, that'd be excellent. That way it will show off every angle of the, of the antlers, you know? Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. It, and it was a job to come up with that. That wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be, but we, we finally got it done. And, and I, you know, I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, well, and I, I appreciate you taking a few minutes. I know you're busy right now moving some stuff, but uh, I figured I'd, I, we had to reach out to you. Man, I appreciate it, and, and I'm just so excited to be able to talk to y'all. Y'all, y'all are celebrities, and, and here I am getting to talk to you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> I think that's cool. You got a nice buck there, and I appreciate that you appreciate the show we put on. That's, that's oh, just, I uh, do. means a lot I to do. us. I appreciate it, and I appreciate y'all, and, and keep up the good work because I tell you, I've, I've learned so much just from listening to your show. You know, and I've hunted my whole life, and, and I'm learning every. I learn something just about every time I listen to you. That's what it's, it's all about. Awesome. That's it, and I do too. Yes, sir. And that's why we're doing it for, yes. for us and for everybody here. else. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Yep. Appreciate what y'all are doing. Excellent. Well, we'll let you go, but thanks again. Good luck with your move, and uh, stay in touch. Okay. Thank y'all, guys. All right. Take care, Waylon. Nice right, buck. Bye bye. Well, good luck, Waylon. Hopefully that uh, was pretty good. And and if you want to have your buck name for fifty nine. 99. You can also send in a picture of your buck, and Dusty will name it for you here on the, on the Big Buck Registry, Big Buck Deer Hunting Podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> we have a very special two guests this week, Dusty. Really? Yes. Have you ever heard of the name brand Girls With Guns Apparel? Absolutely. They're in many large hunting and fishing stores any of the, yeah. the large distributors they just showed up out of nowhere yes and you've probably seen their logo um various items uh clothing gadgets anything that has to do with fashionable camo wear you've probably yeah. seen that logo before yeah absolutely it's uh it's a logo that's you know starting to come around and you're seeing it more and more often yes so we thought it would be a good idea to explore this logo. And, you know, some of these ideas you get from walking around the store, like, well, who is this? What is this? There must be a story behind this brand and, and logo. And we were able to get the gals from Girls With Guns to join us on the show, Jen O'Hara and Norissa Harmon. And they've also gone the extra step and created a television show called Universal Huntress TV to promote the brand. So that's kind of an interesting story. But first and foremost, the story of how they got to 
being a an apparel company is kind of interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's going to be one of them things where it's like, wow, they really came from there and, and they're they're where they are today. Yeah, absolutely. And they're hunters first and foremost. That that's a prerequisite for being on the show. They're deer hunters, but they've also done some overseas hunting uh, in Africa. They're coming back to do more shooting this year in the states. And the the fashion piece is kind of just it's fascinating to me because it's another great American story about having a vision, an idea, and being able to grow that vision and and be successful uh, with growing pains, obviously. But but now they're starting to get a good footprint out there in the whole hunting world, and they're making a run at it. And they've got a lot of followers on Facebook. Their brand is is going kind of viral, and uh, this is their story. Let's get them on the phone, Jay. All right, let's do it. Jenna Noressa, welcome to the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Deer Hunting Podcast. What's happening? What's hey. up? <laughs> I like Thanks the opening. Thanks for having us. We're psyched to have you. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, you got referred over from our friend Michelle, and, uh, you know, we hear you're uh, doing some hardcore stuff with outdoor clothing and uh, that you're, you're doing some TV shows and hunting hard. So that's our, that's our favorite kind of person to talk to. Cool. Absolutely. Well, I am really, this is Narissa, and I'm just super excited to do a podcast. As we were talking earlier, uh, this has been kind of kind of uh, on my bucket list. So we're, we're doing that. I, awesome. I think it's great. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, obviously we love podcasting, uh, but podcasting, you know, I think it, you might want to consider that down the road. We need some more lady hunting podcasters out there. We don't have a I'm lot just of gonna them. Come. I'm going to come and join you guys. Okay. <laughs> join the big buck team. What do you think, Dusty? There we go. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe we can do like a, maybe we can do like a guest host at times. There you go. Definitely. Deal. I'm in. We I'm do have in. the technology to have multiple people on the line. So this could be good. This could give a whole okay. different perspective, especially, you know, I'm from the East coast. You're out in the West coast. Dusty's in the middle. Uh, yeah. We could, there we could go. cover it all. We could do this. I just signed Jen up and she didn't even, she's giving me the eye, the evil eye right now. Like, what did you put? We need one more thing to right. do. Right. You need one more thing to do in your life, I'm sure. Clothing line, TV show, running all over the country. Yeah. Let's do podcasts too. Absolutely. If Steve Rinella can do it, then you, you can. There's no question That's about true. it. That's true. Heck yeah. Hey, we could be like in some random hotel and talking about random hotel creepers (laughs) yeah he just carries his mic with him puts it down in the middle of the tent wherever he is and they start talking and that's it that's a that's a show you know some of your best stories come when you're at hunt camp some of those best times and memories and and it could be something fun to record we may have to try it we'll try it like when we're in africa next time okay okay we'll have we'll have We'll have Big Buck Registry hook us up. Definitely. Oh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll definitely you know do the segment. We'll throw it on the show, and then we'll discuss it after. Like, what was that all about? <laughs> Edit it out. Cool to talk with you while you're in Africa, though. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be cool. So, where are you? Where are you from? I mean, you said you're from, or you're in California, but are you from there originally? Well, I, Narissa, um, I'm actually here in Red Bluff. Uh, we grew up in Nevada and my dad packed us on over here to Red Bluff, California and, uh, have been here since I was 12. And I was actually California born and raised in a small town with 400 people. 
in the real real rural California, um, Aiden. And um, it was actually born on a ranch, grew up hunting, fishing, ranching. It was our whole life. So really just, uh, I guess, California at heart. Yep. No kidding. I just no put kidding. my just, my brother-in-law on a plane back that way. He's uh, just flew back to L.A. actually. Oh, well, we're not L.A., so Good. a lot of people <laughs> get us confused with L.A. And people can't believe that Jen and I are from California, but where we're at, we're from the real Northern California. We're closer to the Oregon bo- uh, coast, so we're kind of on that border, the Oregon border, and um, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Ours, yeah, right. It's beautiful here. We have lakes and rivers and... We're actually in um, in the valley of Northern California, and we're in one of the biggest agricultural areas. And so many people don't realize how much amazing hunting and outdoors that we have here. And um, it's something that's definitely getting on the map because whether we're at SHOT Show, SCI, or even in Africa, you know, we, we've met people, hunters all over that will just say, wow, you're from California and you hunt and you're women. And, you know, they're really surprised at it, but it's, it's actually huge up here. I mean, we're probably the majority in California is this Northern part. Okay. That makes more sense to me. So Northern California is, is really, it's not South Southern California by any means. So now I, oh. I'm starting to understand that it's more Oregon kind of country. Um, yes. So t- mm-hmm. tell me about the, the landscape and what are we talking about? Are we talking about mountainous ranges? Are we talking about woodlands, dry areas? What are we looking at? What's awesome about California is there's everything. So we have the redwoods on the coast. Then you have your ocean. Um, We're down here in the valley where it's hotter than Hades. It's like (laughs) 117 in July. And uh, we stay in the air conditioning until the evenings. And then you have like Lake Tahoe. You have Lake Shasta. Then you go up to where I grew up in the mountains, which is only about an hour from the Oregon border. And you have mountains and um, forests. And California is probably one of the most diverse landscapes and one of the most beautiful places to live. Okay. Well, if I'm thinking deer hunting, what species am I thinking about? Well, right where we're at, you have mule deer and blacktail. So. where we're at specifically in Red Bluff, it's blacktail, but you go just a few hours to where I grew up and it's all mule deer. Okay. Interesting. All right. I want you to take us on a deer hunt in a little bit, but right now let's, let's talk about some of the things you have going on. Uh, so the, you're getting known for this, uh, this apparel, this line of apparel that you've developed. Now, where does that come from? Well, uh, it's, it's kind of funny how this all came about. And, uh, you know, Girls With Guns has really become this trend and this lifestyle. And it's kind of funny because the other day, one of our girls had said um, she's been hashtagging GWG life on Instagram. Okay. And it's just really a culture. So uh, for Jen and I, you know, it started, what, in 2009. And, um, you know, for me, I didn't really get to grow up hunting. My dad had fished. And so we did grow up in the outdoors, but we just didn't hunt a lot. And uh, when I started dating my husband, Brian, he was an avid hunter. And uh, so for me, the only time to really connect with him and to spend any quality time was to kind of tag along. (laughs) And so that's just really where it's really started. And, uh, you know, it started in my garage Narissa basically had an idea, a a name, Girls With Guns, and 
to tell you the truth, a lot of people actually laughed when we told them the name. And I was um, in the biggest part of my career in real estate, doing very well for somebody who came from a little small town. And we were best friends and we did everything together. We wakeboarded together. We fished together. We had just gotten into hunting together. And um, she was like, hey, you know, I got this idea. I was a business mind. And she goes, what do you think about this? And I said, all right, well, I said, I've got a little bit of money tucked away. And uh, well, you know, both of us really came from very simple upbringings. We didn't have a whole lot growing up and um, had both worked since we were kids. And so we knew what it would take to start a business and um, owning a business of my own at the time. I said, oh, you know what? I'll give you a year. I'll get you started. <laughs> this is, you know, something that I can do. I can run a business. I've done it since I was 20 years old. And um, then she sucked me in. Basically, I literally went in and we, we just, have not separated since. Yeah, we started in my house in my garage. I had a embroidery machine that I bought in uh 2001, I think it was, or 2002. Okay. And so I started doing my own embroidery for businesses, companies. I started embroidering towels and just trinket stuff. So I always had like the access to, to t-shirts and hats and, and apparel. And, um, and let's be honest, she's a super fashion diva, (laughs) (laughs) super fashion diva. And I'm like the little redneck. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of already had access to that. And, you know, it was really cool because Jen and I would, you know, just sit in my office at my house and eat when I actually talking to you guys right now, it kind of gives me chills to really think about how far back that was, but it really wasn't that far back. And, you know, we just dreamed and we always were like, what if, and you know, what if so-and-so wore this in people magazine and we would work till probably two o'clock in the morning. Uh, we embroidered our hats and we screen printed and heat transferred rhinestones on, on the silliest things. And we would hit up trade shows and trade shows that I didn't even think that we were going to make a thousand dollars at. It was just, we were just there seven days a week. We would work our day jobs um, all day, come and work all night till two o'clock and three o'clock in the morning, get to work and do it all over again. And, and it just, when you love something so much and you're just believe and you're so passionate about it, it doesn't really feel like work. Yeah. And you know, one of the things is, is that, um, we really balanced each other really well. And you could have never known that, you know, you you can have your husband, your best friend, or just a business partner, and you never know if you're going to have a connection with them. And Nerissa and I both have individual talents and we've really helped each other grow and flourish those. And from starting with literally (laughs) $2,500, a garage and an embroidery machine. And now we are so proud to be in Cabela's, Shields, Sportsman's Warehouse, all of these chains that uh, love our brand. And we've gone internationally too. We're now in um, just just started in South Africa and Canada. And it's so exciting for us. And, you know, we, we get to live our dream every day. And it, it's not work because we love it so much. Hmm, that's cool. What What's the premise of the Girls With Guns? Is, is there a certain style that you can describe or is it – so is it a, uh, you said it was a lifestyle, but is there, if I were to see something, would I know it was yours? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jen and I, we kind of trying to, when we were coming up with taglines, what is our brand? And 
uh, GWG has been really based around Jen and I's lifestyle. And our lifestyle is a trendy West Coast uh, vibe. It's we're the everyday outdoor lifestyle apparel. We hunt, we fish, we shoot, uh, we wakeboard, we snowboard, we go hiking. We we do everything out here in the West Coast. And um, I would say that's what GWG is really based on. You know, I was in a meeting um, at one of the big box chains last month. And one of the buyers came in and we're going back and forth and we're talking um, sales meeting. And he goes, man, you guys really have a West Coast vibe. And I said, where are you from? And he was from Arizona. And he's he, he said, where are you from? I said, we're from California. Couldn't believe we were from California, number one, because just like you, you know, we talked about with you guys, not a lot of people realize how much hunters and outdoors women and men are in California. But people recognize that. And what we're doing to the outdoor industries, we're bringing fashion to the outdoor world. Because before it was always men's big boxy t-shirts with a big screen printed pink logo. And that's the only option you had. Now we've gone from embroidering and screen printing t-shirts that were blanks that we purchased from, you know, other companies to each and every piece is unique. We have um, basic t-shirts that you can wear all the way up to fashion pieces, even shirts that you can wear that have uh, stags and um, on them that as we call it our New Zealand shirt, that's like a chiffon, kind of a see-through, really cute top that you can wear outdoors to a nice dinner. Okay, gotcha. I'm starting to get the picture. So do you design your own clothing as well as the the logos and, and how it looks? Or is are you taking a basic cut of something and, and just making it look awesome? Yeah, no, we, we design everything. We build everything from the ground up. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's it's really evolved. We've basically taught ourselves <laughs> And uh, now we have a great team that's involved with us and helping us make this, you know, dream come, come alive. So yeah, it's, it's, we're developing every day. That's, that's what we do. Our, our basic uh, slogan for the last seven years has been fake it till you make it. (laughs) Because that's what we did. We, I'm telling you, this girl couldn't even get me to go shopping with her. I'm like, I'll order something online. You got to say that again. You fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. That has been (laughs) our slogan for seven years because neither one of us uh, went to college. We both are very, very um, different in our likes. Nurse is very fashion-y and I could wear jeans, cowboy boots, and a t-shirt every day. I'm a little more of the tomboy. And so we've just really intertwined our mix, our likes. And um, Nerissa does a lot of trending and forecasting and looking at colors. And I don't really care about that kind of stuff. So you know what I, you know what I call that? The school of hard knocks. Right. West Coast style. Right. <laughs> Sounds almost gangster. It is gangster. Well, that's kind of me. I'm a thug redneck. You're so a thug redneck. I love it. We call them we call them huntnecks. <laughs> Dusty has coined the term huntneck. So, what what challenges have you faced so far? It's I mean, it sounds like a, a you know a, a real fun, glorious rise, uh, but there, there must have been some challenges along the way. There was challenges every single yeah. day. I think there's a challenge every day and um, it's not always glorious. Lots of tears. We call it blood, sweat and tears. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of times sacrificed. Uh, we missed a lot of birthdays, a lot of family events, 
uh, friend events. Uh, I think I lost a few friends along the way. I'm not going to lie. I mean, people just didn't understand. I, um, was single and (laughs) I just remember, you know, trying to date and people are like, wait, what do you do at night? Like, why can't you come hang out with me? And, you know, um, I don't understand because I mean, this is my passion. This is what I love. The, the personal challenges were there for the business. Narissa and I, I remember um, when we had first really focused on um, our first chain and that was Shields. And um, do, do you guys know about Shields? Big old no. uh, Ferris wheel. And, oh, gosh, you got to go in one. So they have a big old Ferris wheel in the middle of this Reno Shields. Narissa and I are at a trade show. We've been in business for four months. Okay. My brother is our labor. He comes over because he lives in Reno and he's this a contractor. Fam- this is a family affair. Everybody came in tagged hats, busted their butt, moving boxes. and Yeah, and he would show up and help us at every Reno event because that's where the gun shows are. So he goes, have you guys heard of Shields? I'm like, no, no, because we don't have one in California. And he tells me about the Ferris wheel. That was the most exciting part, all the guns, everything. He goes, we got it. We got to drop off a package. So Narissa and I hand wrote a note, and neither one of us have good handwriting. <laughs> we got all of these screen printed and these hand pressed items, yeah. and we put them together in a bag, staple the note, rush over there, and it's closed. So my brother hand delivers it. I call these guys for three months every week. I sales was my gig. That's what I did. Finally, the buyer calls me back. They're ready. But when they're ready, they're ready to move forward like in all the stores. And you're talking about us sitting on the floor, hand pressing items ourselves. So the first struggle was we want we, we thought we needed to get a loan because there's no way we don't have any money. We started with twenty five hundred dollars right. and we went to get right. a loan. And they turned us down because, you know, you have to have stuff <laughs> in order to get a loan, apparently, not just your blood, sweat, and tears in this big dream. Well, I think that that person who didn't give us a loan probably is regretting it, I hope, to this day. And Narissa and I actually found a good friend that lent us a small amount of money. And we've grown the company, um, you know, based on just basically our hard work. We haven't taken anything out. We give back. We're here working every single day, except for last year. We did get to hunt a lot, I will admit, but that was part of a job to producing the TV show. And um, it's it's been a constant evolution. And one of the other problems is honestly keeping up. It's grown so quickly that to keep up with the demand, um, honestly, physically, financially, mentally, all of it has probably been our biggest struggle. But we're there for each other every single day, every single obstacle. And um, Nurse is a worrier and I'm not. And so we really balance each other in that. So if I worry, then everybody should probably worry. You know, that's kind of our thing. If one's up, the other one's down. Yeah. One, the other one's down, one's up. So it's kind of a good balance. God put us together for a reason. Excellent. So you go to these outdoor shows, I assume, to spread the brand. And what kind of a response do you get? It's crazy. We were selling out. I think our first trade show was... 99 cent t-shirts oh my gosh they were, <laughs> they so, were so gross they just wanted it because it said girls with guns and and we sold out yeah. we sold out i think our first show we made four thousand dollars we thought we were rich <laughs> <laughs> and it all went back into the company right well, oh, right yeah. back right you know we literally worked our day jobs for gosh. up until Narissa quit her job three years ago and i quit mine which i own my own <laughs> business and I quit it two years ago this month. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Really? Two years ago in August. 
And it was the hardest thing I ever did because I'd built that up on my own. But um, I I was a real estate agent and I just, this is my passion. This is what I love. And this is where I want to be. Fascinating. Fascinating. Were you scared? Were you scared? I... I was. um, I'm very, very blessed to have an amazing, at the time he wasn't my husband, (laughs) but we were engaged and um, he supported me to be able to, you know, do this at a very, very small fraction of the income that I used to make because Nerissa and I, we don't, we don't take a lot from the company. We take enough to get it by because we believe that as we continue to push this and put back in, that it's just going to continue to grow. And I think that's the American dream and that's what everybody wants. But the sacrifices that you have to make aren't always easy. Right. And, and right. We, we've done that. And we now, my husband, yeah. they've been by our sides. Yeah. I think that's the, any entrepreneur, you know, business owner knows what you put into it is what you get back. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's unless you're a business owner, you know what you've got to do daily and you kind of think everybody should run like you. <laughs> Super guilty. So we're really learning how to try to balance, uh, life and that's our goal this year. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. We're trying to balance, um, health, life, uh, fitness, fitness, and try to get back to being normal because we haven't been normal. Okay. <laughs> it was six years of chaos. Now I'm a, I'm what I would describe as a fashion idiot. So t- ah! help, help me understand what the fashions are of today. Gosh, you know we're really looking at hippie trends right now. So okay. we're really going back. We we, we did a. It was funny because I was watching the trends for the years, and you know you go back and you have. Uh, Birkenstocks. Remember Birkenstocks right now are so popular and fringes came back. So we really nailed that with our fringe shirt that we have. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah. On our website. And just, just like the, the hippie bohemian look is coming. When she says hippie, she doesn't mean the hippie like you're talking about because I'm scowling at that one. (laughs) I don't do hippie. Fashion's just so, so evolving. evolving. And, you know, we want to be right there, but we want to do it with our country twist. And like Jen and I said, you know, she's got her cowboy boots and her fringe GWG shirt on. And I've got my skinny jeans and my American flag GWG shirt on. So it's really basically what we've liked and, you know, flags and guns and and, and now we're getting to a point where Nerissa and I, for so many years, it was what we liked. Well, now we have a big enough customer base that we can go back and go, okay, this is what the customer liked. And then we bring those things in and we go, okay, this is what our customer likes. Now, how do we twist that into something new and fresh? And like, um, take, uh, if you guys have ever seen our website, we have a fur hoodie. That for a hoodie has been around for five years and we've changed it up and made it more fabulous each and every year. This year we're bringing in a blades pattern, um, super love duck hunting in that pattern. And uh, that was one of our new fresh fashions. And you just bring in something new, a, a new twist on whatever is trending right now, colors and So we use stuff. lots of mossy oak. Yes. All mossy oak. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, growing up, I there was like no fashion around the group of people that I hunted with. It was, you know, your hand-me-down fatigues from your grandfather if you could find some. And, you know, whatever you could find, that's what you wore. But there was no fashion line whatsoever that you followed. Um, but I'm looking at your website. And I'm like, you know, this, this I, I understand it. I get it. That there yeah. actually is a fashion thing going on in in 
the outdoor world between mossy oak and real tree and a whole design of clothing that you have to design for the everyday hunter. I mean, you can look good in the woods, I guess, right? Well, and here's the thing about our brand. So we started a little bit backwards. Everyone else starts with your traditional hunting camo and what you wear in the field. Narissa and I started with the fashion world. It's the after the hunt. It's the girl who, um, even if they aren't a hunter, it's the girl who is a gun-toting mama and wants to wear it on her chest proudly to show. And she doesn't want an NRA shirt. She wants something cute and trendy. Nothing against the NRA. I'm a life member. (laughs) But she wants something cute and trendy that is that she would go and buy at the buckle, but she can buy it from an outdoor company. Then we went into the hunting world because Narissa and I started um, hunting on camera, um, I would say, three years ago. And we realized that we were wearing other people's brands and we were not okay with that. We were like, wait a minute, why are we on camera wearing someone else's stuff? That is literally, we're like, okay, now it's time to go into a whole new world where we don't know a lot about the technical part. So we had to learn. And this time, instead of fake it till you make it, we got a team out of Kansas and they're amazing and they work with us and and we um, bring in our GWG flair, you know, making sure that it, it isn't your men's clothing. It is designed for women um, by women and it fits women. And that's, that's the best thing because honestly, when I'm in the field, I don't want to be wearing something that's not fitting correctly. And so we, we make sure that it's fashionable. Also, when I say fashionable, a lot of women will go, Oh, they're not serious hunters. Well, they're full of crap because there's nothing wrong with looking good. And, you know, I mean, that's the whole goal is we all want to as women. And so we wear something that, you know, looks nice on us and that fits well. And it also is technical and it works and it serves a purpose. That's excellent. Dusty, I'd like to get your your take on this. Dusty, what are you thinking about this? You're awful quiet over there. Yeah, Dusty. Let's hear Uh, you. I'm just soaking it all in. You know, it's a a great thing that you got going. It's amazing that uh, you guys were able to take the outdoors and turn it into a fashion. That's what's unique about it. Oh, well, thanks, Dusty. I thought you were a little <laughs> quiet over there. So can we were educating you. Yeah, he's like, these are all yeah, talking you were. About. I, just, I was just taking it all in. You know, it's one of them things where I, I can really feel your passion about what you're doing. And that, that makes a business right there. Yeah. That is we're cool. just nutty, 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 passionate business owners. <laughs> That's what it takes, though. You know, you got to you got to put your life into it and your time and, and everything around you doesn't matter because that's what you're working on. Yeah, that you know, did happen. It's just like podcasting. I mean, I like to eat, and I miss dinners to come podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Um, so, I'm missing dinner too right now, so we're in the same boat. It's okay. Yeah, it's just something that you, right. you get you get uh, you get to loving something, and you really enjoy what you're doing, and you, you'll do anything to go do it. So, where have you been featured so far? Like, where are some places that have have picked up your story? The story? Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, California Sportsman Magazine. Um, there's some I can't remember. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we've been really blessed along the way to get, you know, quite a few people picking it up. But, um, you know, Narissa and I, we're, we're always nose to the grindstone. So we don't go out there like advocating. It's usually like you. So you guys have heard about us from someone and, you know, contact us. We don't usually like go out looking for it, but we have little magazine articles all over, especially in California. And I think it's partially because like you said, you know, California has never been known for its hunting, but there are actually a huge, huge amount of hunters here. So, okay. Gotcha. Kind of behind the scenes a lot. We don't really 
grassroots kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're hoping we can spread the word through our contingent at the Big Buck Podcast, of course. That's why we had you on the show. And so you, you have this great clothing line. You're, you have an inspiration. You're thinking about it. You're, you're in it. You're designing. You're, you're, you're working every day in it. And then you decide TV show. Yeah, why tell not? Me, tell me about that. How did that all come about? <laughs> well, Jen's a big Ivan Carter fan, so she had been watching way too many Ivan Carter shows, huh? Hey, I told her that if she got a, if we got a hunting show, I would quit my real estate business, and I'm really not kidding. That's I did. <laughs> that was it. That was the key, huh? No kidding. Right. I love to hunt. Oh, but um, you know, I some opportunities came up, and we jumped on that opportunity. Now you got to tell them the story about Crazy Kathy. Oh, geez. <laughs> so yes, we need to hear about Crazy Kathy. Yeah, Marissa hates telling stories. I'm not a really good storyteller. <laughs> I like to just talk it out. Let's just. So Cappy is our producer. That is his nickname, Emmanuel Cap. And he came to a trade show and he gave us, left us a business card. Honestly, I thought he was trying to get us to do more advertising or something to that effect. And I was like, yeah, you know, we don't want to do that right now because, you know, all the dollars we were just putting right back into clothing. Right. So he came and um, actually I think sent us an email. I was like, Hey, you know, I, I really have an opportunity for you. I want to talk to you. So I grabbed Nerissa and I, and I'm at my day job at the real estate office. And, um, so I said, I'll, I'll make this phone call. I'll give him a call and talk to him. And, um, came back and I said, okay, this guy wants to take us to Africa. Let's go. <laughs> I was literally not kidding. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Um, he had offered us an opportunity to hunt, um, in Africa and see if we all meshed. He looked, thought our brand was awesome. He thought that um, we would be a great fit for a TV show. And we really didn't know what we were jumping into. And Narissa wasn't too keen on jumping on an airplane and flying to Africa because she hates airplanes. <laughs> and just just meeting a stranger that we've only met over Skype. Scary. That's like something that you'd see on TV. I carry big knives. <laughs> we, he was, you know, we knew through friends. And so we've got, we had, we had did our homework, but uh, yeah. So we arrived in Johannesburg and the rest was really, we hit it off yeah. immediately with them. Started planning our business on our long drives in between. And you know, it's honestly his, uh, Wife Chantel is our production manager. So um, Narissa and I are the hosts and we help co-produce. And um, everything is filmed in real time. So you will often see two cameras. You'll see, you know, through the lens of the camera that you're showing and you'll see Narissa filming or me filming. And part of that is um, that we don't edit that out is to show that it is in real time. So we don't reenact anything. And and I think that's either because we are not very good actresses or, okay. you know, we were trying to do something where it's just caught in the moment. And um, Nurse and I are, are much better at that. So we just try to keep it that way. And that's kind of our feel for our show is this is who we are. Um, and, you know, I think it's it's it, definitely – go ahead. I think Universal Huntress, what it really started off was is – kind of like girls with guns. It's kind of part of our journey and Jen and I's journey. And, you know, we, we both hunted, but we never hunted to this extent. And when you do, and when you know, you go to a, 
an outfitter or you go to hunt camp or whatever you're doing, you learn so much and you learn so much out in the field about the animals, um, your relationships, uh, being out in the woods in a whole nother country is, is really what Universal Huntress, it's, it's taught Jen and I so much. And I think, you know, us with our nose and our business and just grinding every day, last year just filming and taking off and and traveling all over the world has been really special for us because it's kind of refreshed our our souls and um just taught us a lot you know and being able to give back and bring clothing to children who you know didn't have any running water or food and to be able to bring meat that we had just shot a gems buck in the you know early morning and just fed a whole retirement home is stuff that will hold forever. And so Universal Huntress, it's it's just its whole thing has really been around our journey and our experience and learning. So okay. and we're growing and evolving and every day. So mm-hmm. gotcha. And where are most where are most of your hunts performed? Are you in Africa most of the time? They were, but it's it's changing. Yeah. Okay. So this year we're doing more, you know, here in the US. But last year we had you know, just a lot of opportunity to, to hunt in Africa. So we, we did that. And, um, I think it was really great for us. I recommend it to everyone. Yeah. It was wonderful. You know, we went from all over South Africa to even to the Congo. So yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty amazing for us. Definitely on my bucket list. I'll have to give you that. Yeah. You should do it. So let's talk about your, uh, your pro staff there that uh, you work with. So it's you two. And then who else do you have on your staff? Um, I got to pull it up to remember everybody. So, um, we, what we have here is one of, um, the things that we've been doing with our pro staff is slowly, but surely growing it. And I'd like to say, even though she's not on the website, our number one pro staffer, um, who is an honorable member is Sarah Palin. (laughs) Have you guys seen her wearing our um, you know, I'll have to go back and look at some clips. I don't know if I would have picked it out initially, but now my reticular activator is on high speed alert here. So yeah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah is great. She is a fan of GWG and from the beginning. Yeah. When we tell him about the hat, how she get it. <laughs> oh gosh. Nerd can't remember the story. <laughs> my brain's fried. <laughs> so Sarah Palin, originally um, came up to Northern California to a logging conference, just 20 minutes, 30 minutes from our hometown. And um, we went to that. (laughs) I'm like, you Sorry, I had a a brain fart. (laughs) A senior moment. Oh, oh, Lordy. So she went and um, we seriously joked, wouldn't it be cool if she was seen wearing our stuff one day? We got her a package to her. Yep. She wore her hat on her show. Amazing. Amazing America. Yeah. Was the other yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, the Alaska oh. one. Yeah. Sarah Palin's Alaska. <laughs> and she, oh, wow. it went viral. I almost, I think my arm was so Yeah, sore. so that, it was funny. So long story short, she had wore the hat on her TV, sh- on her TV show. That night, we got our internet, our emails, our orders to our phone. And it was blowing up our phone so bad that we got 300 internet orders in the first hour. Wow. It shut down our website, crashed it, and everybody wanted the hat. 
right before which we had just discontinued and had no more of we were <laughs> we had just gone to factories instead of hand pressing so we were up all night embroidering and hand pressing and our friends were trimming hats and ha- uh, putting our custom hang tags that we had our local uh, copy center print for us and it was just it was just amazing i think so. my arm was almost broke off because the machine that you have to do, you have to push it down. And I did all of our hand pressing and we actually had to end up taking the hats to be embroidered because there were so many, we couldn't wait on our one head embroidery machine. And then they would bring them in. And I mean, it was all I could do. We had one hat press. And I remember waking up one morning and I'm like, it feels like somebody beat me up. My whole arm was sore because I would just sit there and hand press, hand press. And then the girls would run around, fill orders. And it was probably some of the best media ever. And then we had the opportunity to um, clothe her for her new show. And we flew to Arizona and we got to meet her and hang out with her and Todd and um, work with them for eight hours that day. And it was, it was amazing. She's an awesome, awesome person. Well, that's a pretty but good have, person to have on your pro staff then. That's excellent. Awesome. Well done. Well, I think she's on our pro staff. She's our honorary. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, well, you still have to say that though. It's, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But we have some really great brand ambassadors. We um, are pretty selective on who we choose, you know, that represents the brand and helps promote the brand. And, uh, and on our, you know, our team page, you can go and read all the girls' stories and uh, follow them on our fa- on their own Facebook pages, and you know, just really support them. Yep. And we have um, outfitters. We have um, we have editors. We have girls who just love the outdoors. Uh, we have rodeo girls. Um, we have girls that are into um, what is that crowd? Motocross. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have professional wakeboarders, uh, two sisters that, um, are actually from about 45 minutes from here that Narissa and I have had the opportunity to wakeboard with before. And so GWG's brand is universal and, you know, we aren't just hunters. We aren't just shooters. We are everything. And we have girls contacting us because, you know, when you say girls with guns, you know, they think big muscles, And so, you know, we have um, girls that compete in bodybuilding in Alaska that we had on our team. And, you know, we obviously have people that we bring in and that we will, um, you know, support. But it's it's just one of those amazing things because we try to make sure that our brand is out there for everyone and we don't discriminate. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. I have uh, the prerequisite for being on the show is you have to tell a deer hunting story. And I'd like to have you walk through your two best, most memorable deer hunts with Dusty, if you could. And uh, where are we going to go? You want to start with yours? Not really. So I'll tell you the story of my very first deer hunt. So this is Jen. I'm the storyteller. Jen, Can you all right. tell? Dusty, you want to take it? Yeah, absolutely. Tell us, okay, what, what, what year are we going back to, Jen? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Eight years ago? Mm-hmm. It must have been eight years ago. So I was, I'd shot coyotes and I'd shot birds and had just never had the opportunity. I don't know if you guys know how much that California is one of the hardest states to hunt in. Um, We don't have a ton of public land. Um, We really lack in mature deer. And, you know, it's definitely, I mean, there is no baiting. There is, you know, so much 
that we don't have the opportunity to do here that they do in other states. And um, so there, I didn't really have that opportunity. And um, Nurse's husband, I gosh, that guy, he is a hunter. And I remember that, you know, I'd gone out on public land and I'd tried and, you know, I'd gone um, with the guy I was dating and it just it never worked out. I saw tons of does, never saw a buck. You know, it was just one of those things. He gave me an opportunity and we were on, on, in a, on private land. And he said, Jen, for your birthday this year, I'm taking you hunting. It was the best birthday present I ever got up to that point. I was so excited. I couldn't even tell you. And so, you know, honestly, it was like a whole new thing. So I'd gone from just, you know, doing a little bit of hunting. My dad hunted with him my whole life to big time because Brian is big time and he does everything um, he has every piece of equipment you need. I mean, there's stuff I didn't even know. I was like, what is this for? What's a spotting scope? I'm like, you know, I grew up and we, we didn't, we weren't as involved in it as that, you know, yeah. Brian watches deer. And I mean, I've, I've evolved into that type of hunter now, uh, yeah. mostly because of him and because of hunting. And, you know, as you, you feel your fas- passion for it. Well, we went out, uh, it was probably like five in the morning. It was October. It was in about 105 out. I'll never forget Wow. And we hunted all day long. I had never seen so many bucks in one spot in my life. I was like, I didn't understand at the time because, you know, the way I grew up is, you know, if you saw something with horns that, that you shot it. And what Brian was teaching me was about conservation. And um, a lot of people may refer to it as trophy hunting. Um to me, it's conservation. And he told me, he said, Jen, you can't shoot that buck because it needs, it's too young. It's only three years old. You need to let him grow up. And we, we need to find you an older, mature buck. And I will tell you that that conservation, I saw the same type of conservation in Africa, in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and in every single country that I have hunted in. And it's so awesome. Um, as we went out there, We'd hunted all day, and I'm if I remember my story right, we roughly saw eight bucks at that point. And Brian said, "No, and it's it's opening day. It's I mean that's insane." So I'm pretty excited, but I was a little disappointed. I didn't really understand all of it until I would say a few years later. And Brian, he goes, "Let's just go glass this one last ridge." So we're all sitting out there glass and just enjoying the day. Narissa's with me. It was one of the most amazing days that I will never forget. And I swear this man has eagle eyes. He could spot anything. Um, so he's, he spotted two bucks laid up under an oak tree and the closest from where we were across the draw, uh, it was about 350 yards. And because, you know, I was still new to this. I mean, I was already shaken and excited adrenaline pump and he's like, Okay, so we're not going to do that. (laughs) You're not ready for that yet, which, you know, that's a good call on an experienced hunter's part. You know, let's take you around. He goes, we're going to go and we're going to stalk in. We're really worried about blowing this doe out and her spooking him. But if we can get in right, then, you know, we should be okay. So we crept in, belly crawled, hands and knees all the way up. We got to the top of this knoll to where we could just barely peer over to look down And I can't remember if the wind changed or what happened, but both of the bucks stood up and I had just gotten down and gotten ready. And he just said, the one on the right, take it now. And I remember his excitement and he was breathing as hard as I was (laughs) and as nervous as I was. And I mean, I was only 65 yards from him, took a frontal shot, dropped him. 
It was the most amazing, exhilarating, awesome thing. And I just remember getting up and I was so excited and I kind of just started to run down there and Brian grabbed my arm and he, and he stopped me and he goes, you need to wait. I guess we need to let him pass. And so we gave him a minute and then I went through the entire process from stringing him up, gutting him, skinning him, did absolutely everything with, um, with him and Nerissa. And it was one of the coolest moments. And I think it really defined my hunting Mm -hmm. career. And I, I still feel that way about every animal. I still go out with my pHs and my guides and, um, I'll skin out my animals and I, I, sometimes I let them gut them. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That's not always my favorite, but it's, you know, just a piece of conservation and respect for the animals. And, um, it's just, it's had a huge impact on my life because hunting means so much to me and I absolutely love it. I think for me seeing that happen, you know, with you and, you know, it was, you always have one person teach you and show you, you know, hunting and, um, you know, you have done that, uh, so much for so many kids. And, uh, so you've kind of given that you've passed that torch on to a lot of your nieces and friends and taken the time to really show them and educate them. And you're a lot better than that than I am. But, uh, yeah, it's true. I think it's because it, it was so important in my life and it changed my life forever. And, you know, we get so much anti-hate and so many people who are against hunting and they don't understand, um, these kids today that I have nothing else in common with, but they think it's really cool because Auntie Jen gets to travel all over the world and hunt. They, they, they want to learn. They want to learn. They want to know. They want to, they want to, I mean, this year Jen took out her niece and, um, killed her first turkey turkey and we got home and made enchiladas and you made her skin it. And so it's just to be able to give back has, has been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with that more, you know, and it's, it's a great point that you brought up there and I'm going to kind of replay back into your story a little bit about the conservation, you know, that that's something that, that grows with time. It, uh, it, it's like planting a seed and watching it develop and it's a perennial. It keeps on coming back. And as the years pass by, the conservation naturally embeds into, into your mind, into your thoughts, and, and it makes for healthier herds in everywhere you go. Yeah. And it's huge because honestly, even though I didn't understand it all those years ago, I remember the first time I was in Africa and we, we became very, very good friends with um, one of the PHs over there. And on the very last night, we went over to a blue wildebeest and his horns were huge. He was massive. And Narissa was up and he just said, oh, and I mean, I was looking at him too. And I knew he was a big one. And he said, you know what? We're not going to take him. He's getting, he's going to be in a couple years. He's going to be a big mature bull. He is going to, you know, he's not past his breeding age. And it was, it, it's just one of those things that's been ingrained forever because of my first hunt mm-hmm. and, um, because of having role models like Brian in my life who have really just ingrained that. And, and it, it's important. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's something that everybody should pass along. You know, it, it, it often mistakenly is claimed as trophy hunting. Is that, is that something that you guys see quite often also? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it's especially hunting in Africa. And the thing is, nothing goes to waste in Africa. We only shoot older, mature animals because obviously those outfitters don't want you shooting their, you know, upcoming game that's going to continue breeding. And, you know, 
people don't understand the whole process unless they've been there. And it's really sad yeah. that we get the hate. I mean, and, and you know what? The anti are not, never going to Yeah, and it's just not us. I mean, it's just all of us. It's just we're singled mm-hmm. out, you know. So uh, it's just what they don't know and they don't understand. So Right, absolutely. It, it, it's something that uh, if, if it's not – something that you grew up around or that you participate in, it's very difficult to understand. And uh, it's, it's one of the things where you try to educate as much as you can. And uh, you guys sound like you're doing that. You're, you're spreading the education about the, the, the conservation and the healthy herd development. And, and, and that's something that's super important to these younger generations coming up. We hope so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we hope uh, so because, you know, we kind of all have to stick together. We're, you know, the hunting community is, you know, we're all family and uh, it really disappoints me when I see other hunters um, not supporting or, you know, we're all, we're all one. We all have the same passion and the same drive. And um, so we all need to, to really stand for each other and not against each other. And, you know, we're, we're getting attacked and our families are getting attacked. And so it's just a time now where we just need to try to start with our youth and Jen's been doing a great job with that. And, you know, to see it happening all over with other, um, even TV personators. I mean, Janet Waller, she's awesome. And just, just to see, you know, them, you know, give back and to help the community is, is, is awesome. And that's what we have to do. Yeah, absolutely. And very fortunate Jay and myself have been able to speak with Jana Waller, you know, Skullbound. She was on the program here. That's uh, cool. Tell us a little bit uh, about what kind of uh, hunting attire was you wearing eight years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this one. I definitely could tell you this one. Um, I'll have to give you guys a throwback um, picture, but I shot a hog with my husband and I was dating him at the time. I think it was 18 years old. And um, I had my hair slicked back. <laughs> I had some Vans on. I had some baggy jeans and a black T-shirt. And then, you know, as we started going out more, I was like, hey, I need some gear. And um, I started using his Hemi down. So Jen, I, I can't fit in men's stuff. I'm five <laughs> feet tall. So I went to the little boys section. <laughs> and I, I mean, it was or I still actually, I just gave it away to a little girl who needed some hunting stuff because I kept it forever. <laughs> I keep all my camo. Because you're a clothes hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh my gosh. I mean, to have to wear a little boy stuff or yes. baggy jeans and vans. Can it's you just so now? funny. Like I looked at that picture and it sits in my office and I look up at it and I'm, I'm like, whoa. Who is that? But, you know, trends were different and uh, there wasn't really much to offer us. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what kind of, uh, I'm assuming it was a rifle. Was you rifle hunting when you shot that particular deer? I was. It was 243. 243. Okay. Any particular brand? Mm, I haven't shot that gun in so long. I'm going to have to think. We've gone through a few. Savage. Guns. It was savage. a savage. No kidding. We now shoot Remington proudly. Remington's our sponsor for the TV show. Very cool. Yay, Remington. Woo! What uh, what kind of preparation did you put in prior days before that hunt? And, and tell us a little bit because California is something that's kind of new territory for us. How about I tell you about what would I would do now? <laughs> well, we then right, I was so new to it, and I, I didn't I didn't really know. Brian actually taught me. That yeah. was part of the teaching and. You know, now some of the things definitely, uh, like right now, we're we're going going this weekend. Yeah. It's archery season and we're getting ready to start. 
Um, we have been up, um, this will be our third time up scouting. Um, we have trail cams up there. Uh, we have six trail cams out in some different areas. We're going back to my hometown area. And um, Norris and I are new to archery. So this is really exciting. And Definitely, obviously, your trail cams. Um, Just getting all our gear together, all of our clothing, and you know, making sure that uh, you know our girls with guns clothing, all of our uh, trail cams, our radios. It's big buck knives. <laughs> nice. Right. What uh, what what kind of trail cameras are you guys using? Uh, Bushnell. Bushnell. Gotcha. Okay. What would okay. the gen of today tell the gen Ooh, this fifteen is good. years ago? Oh, so 15 years ago, I was 20 years old okay. <clears throat> and I, and I definitely, excuse me, <clears throat> I, I definitely had no idea what my life would turn out like. I certainly didn't think it would be this awesome because I, um, I love what we do and where we are, but I would definitely just tell myself to keep my head down and continue to work hard and the sky is the limit because where I came from in a small town of 400 people, it's you never think growing up there with 15 people in your graduating class that you can actually do something and make a difference and um, be on TV for goodness sakes. I mean, that's just weird. Um, I, I, I definitely think that that that's been a huge part of um, where we are today for me is where I came from and never forgetting that too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Nor- just gave me a tear. Oh gosh. Nurse is going to cry. Marissa. <laughs> She cries a lot. I'm the crybaby. I'm the crybaby non-storytelling. <laughs> She's right. our comedian too. I'm a thug. I'm the thug. I'm a rap for you though. That's a thug baby. I'm a thug baby. Let's see. Let's see about where I would be. Okay. 15 years ago, I was 21. Woo! Wow. I was a little little baby. But wait, aren't you 37? <laughs> you were 22. <laughs> I'm sorry. Close enough. Yeah. In the ballpark. You threw me. I'm like sweaty now and red. And you threw me out of the freaking bus on a podcast. Now we're just going to Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> For me, it, I was always dreaming. And uh, there was always something bigger. And I always knew there was something bigger. So... I would just tell me just to keep searching and to not not to give up on your dreams. That's a good one. Excellent. Yeah. Very good. All right. Are you readers? Are you, are you both readers? No. 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 Not very I don't much. Really have ta- I don't really have time. I started. Magazines. I did start a book. What was that? The anti-poaching, um, the anti-rhino poaching. And I started it because Ivan Carter kept posting about it on his uh Facebook. So I started, I started it when we were in the Congo and I actually need to finish it, but. It was such a good book, and there's so much about, you know, about that world. So it it was interesting to me because at the time, we just had some friends that, you know, own a a game preserve in South Africa, and um, they were dealing with um, the rhino poaching and had actually, you know, a mom and a baby just poached. And, uh, you know, so they had spent tons of time and money and effort. So I was interested in that. So I started that book, actually. How many magazines do you read? <laughs> Mostly just Universal Hunter magazine, which is one of the ones that I write for. It's our producer's magazine. Okay. And um, every time it comes out, we're usually in there with our articles. But I love to read the other ones, talk with some of the other writers and um, 
you know, it's just, that's one of the things I love to read about hunting stories, but with today's technology and Facebook and Twitter, you know, I get so much interaction with hunters and hearing their stories and stuff or blogs that I I don't really do a ton of reading of hunting books at at all right now. I'm horrible. I didn't, uh, I just really don't. And now I have a new podcast that I get to follow. So I'm super excited. Yeah, we do podcasts. That's true. I mean, the, uh, we all consume this stuff differently and uh, sometimes it's reading sometimes it's a magazine or a book and i got to be honest the way i consume a lot of my stuff is by listening and it's whether it's yeah. an audiobook or podcasting quite frankly and although i'm doing it i also listen to it so it's i get that you know that we each uh, have our certain number of hours in our day and we have to fit it in we still want to obtain knowledge and sometimes we just got to listen to what's being said as opposed to sitting down and casually yeah. reading for a while. Just, I, I don't have time for that. I love to read. It's just that, that time crunch when you're a business owner. That's and it. so I try to follow on my social media and my blogs and podcast stuff. Every hunter yeah. you know, that, you know, people who are reputable and, and that's where I get a lot of my stories and stuff. Yep. Totally, totally understand. I, I feel exactly what you're saying. So, okay. So you're, let's say you, for, never mind the firearm, but you, you go into the woods, you go into your tree stand or your blind, and you have your firearm with you, and you forget some one item, and you start sweating because you forgot it. What's that one item? Toilet paper. Toilet Kershaw, paper. All right. Kershaw knife. <laughs> That's only there. Mine is hands down my knife. It goes everywhere with me every day. I have a couple different ones because they're sponsors of ours, and that is mine. Okay. So you've been hunting for a while. You you've, you understand different aspects of hunting, how to hunt different games and different continents. From all that you've learned so far, what was what is your number one hunting tip? I would say for me, it's just knowing your equipment, um, having good quality equipment, and that you have knowledge of is the best way to ensure a successful hunt. Um, you know, I, I rely on we we're we're very blessed to have good sponsors, so we have great optics. Um, I've missed a buck before by not having good optics. And, um, you know, I think that's hugely important. And we are lucky enough to use Swarovski, spotting scope, binos, and scope. So that's definitely number one, I would say, is good equipment. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about TV show. Where can we find the TV show if I want to tune in? Where can I find your social media stuff? Where can I watch the television show? Cool. So you can go uh, to the Sportsman's Channel, and it airs Monday nights at 8 p.m. And for the clothing line, we're in fine retailers such as Cabela's, Sportsman's Warehouse, Shields, or online at gwgclothing.com. Wow, that's awesome. That's a lot of places and some big names. You've done so well for yourself in such a short amount of time. I just, I, I, where do you take this? Where is the, what's the goal? the goal to take over the world (laughs) that's always my joke i tell my staff that all the time um you know i think that um using the tv show to market girls with guns and get us out there to people who don't know about our brand um the women who want to wear our fashion or they want to wear our hunting line um you know and letting people know that we are not just inclusive of hunters we are your everyday outdoor lifestyle apparel and um <clears throat> you know just bringing it to the next level and Nurse and I are really excited about that and um just continuing to build the brand and next year since we have a soft launch in South Africa this year um we're going to be traveling to South Africa 
and to their hunt expo. And we're going to be, we've already got a small pro staff going there and we're going to start, they're going to start learning and building the brand in, in another country. That's very cool. That's excellent. Uh, Jen, I can't thank you enough for joining us on the big buck podcast. It's been a pleasure. I love the story. I love what you're doing. I love your energy and the passion and uh, just the, the whole mission that you've developed over the couple of years and that you're, it's like, there's just, there's no, no limit to what you can do. I think it's just a, a great story for outdoorsmen and outdoors women and just, just uh, entrepreneurs in general. Love what you're doing. Well, thanks, guys. We really appreciate the opportunity to, you know, to tell our story and, you know, to tell your viewers and, you know, introduce them to to who we are and and our brand and, you know, just to be able to to be on your show has been pretty fun. So we're super yeah. excited. Thank it, you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. My pleasure. And Dusty, thank you uh, for joining us, of course. And uh, for me and Dusty, we'd, we'd love to have you back again sometime. I'm going to take you up on that. You know that. Give us a holler if you ever need anything entertaining. I'm down with that. Excellent. Well, thank you to the girls from Girls With Guns, Jen O'Hara and Narissa Harmon. Can't thank you enough for being on the show and telling us that just this is a great story. I love, you know, once again, it's, it's just we always have people that have energy. Um, and I guess you need that if you're going to be in business. Technically. Oh yeah. The, you you can just tell the, the, the drive that they have to push their, their products. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, there, there's nothing that's going to stop them. They may not be, you know, they, maybe they didn't go to business school or whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is that they're going to make it happen and they're determined. And that's the, oh, yeah. that's the common denominator here. You can hear it in their tone of voice that they're, they're bound and determined to make everything happen and, and fill orders and, you know, and become a legit, solid brand. It's awesome, man. Just Very awesome. cool. So, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the Big Buck Podcast. So, Dusty, do we have a Chubby Tines Tip of the Week this week? We do have a Chubby Tines Tip of the Week this week. What do we got? If you got out some uh, alfalfa and some some hay products, it's time to get them mowed. You know, get your clover mowed down and uh, get them food plots freshened up. It is that time of the year. It's coming right up. So, awesome, man. Good tip. And, uh, Dusty, where can we find you when you're not hanging out here on the mic with me? Facebook.com forward slash Chubby Tines Outdoors. Facebook.com forward slash Chubby Gobbler. You can also hit me up on Instagram at Chasing Antler. Jay, where can the people reach out to you when you're not on the mic? You can start with an email if you like. Jay at BigBuckRegistry.com. Dusty, you also have an email over here at Dusty at BigBuckRegistry.com. You can always check us out on our social media pages at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Big Buck Registry, twitter.com forward slash Big Buck Registry. Uh, we are on Instagram, Big Buck Registry, on YouTube, which is youtube.com uh, forward slash Big Buck Registry. If you are an iTunes user and you use the podcast app, I would love, please, please, please do a search for the Big Buck Registry and leave us a review if you love the show. Give us a five-star review. And uh, you can always give us a call at 724-613-2825. And don't forget about the buck naming special we're doing right now for $59.99. Dusty will name your buck. And finally, if you have a buck to submit and you want to be famous for a day, go to bigbuckregistry.com forward slash my buck. And all the instructions will be there for you so you can show the world off or show the world your buck and become at least famous for one day in the world of Big buck hunting. Well, Dusty, I think that's a wrap, brother. Big buck, big buck everywhere. Uh, big, big buck. Big, yeah, awesome. heck yeah.
I'm Dusty Phillips. And I'm Jay Scott. And this is the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Deer Hunting Podcast. We'll see you next week. Can't wait.